Hey there, mamas. You are listening to Release Your Inner Power podcast, where we talk about having both me time and being the best mom, sharing stories, encouragement, and tips for taking the steps to release that inner power and that mom guilt. I'm your host, Shauna B. Here we go. One quick thing before we get started. I will be doing a drawing for a fun gift each month. Here are three ways to enter. You can email me to share your juicy takeaways, topic ideas you want to hear, or share a story. Share this podcast on social media and tag me with what episode you listened to and what you learned or loved about it. And if you leave a review, you will get two entries into the drawing. I will announce the winner the last week of each month. Okay, let's get started. Our guest today is Libby. Libby is a licensed therapist and a mindset coach for women. She uses her knowledge and expertise to support women to find their voice and really helping them break free of expectations and working around the whole people-pleasing mindset to try to work to get that out of here, to level up and be better as a mom, as a wife, and as just a better human. I'm excited to hear this conversation. Let's go chat with Libby. Hello, hello, Libby. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So what is your story? What makes you you? Oh, well, (laughs) so many things. Um, I am a licensed therapist. Um, I've always grown. I grew up wanting to help people, um, went into psychology and therapy. Um, and now I'm doing a coaching and I just love helping people. And it's specifically women. I think creating community and building each other up is, is so important for us, especially women and moms. There's so much judgment out there for moms that I just think like having your people, having your community is is so huge. Um, I live in Colorado and I've been married for two and a half years and we have an 18 month old. So we're in the the thick of toddlerhood Mm -hmm. right now. If that's, mm -hmm, that's so much of my identity right now is just the mother of a toddler. So (laughs) Yes. 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 That is a trench for sure. (laughs) Oh mm -hmm. yeah. We're in it. We're deep in it, but he's cute and he's great. So, um, but I think, you know, I think part for me is like part of my story is this, this identity I used to really carry of being a people pleaser. Um, I valued so much like doing things for other people. And I still do. I think that that is at the heart of it, but it was often at the times sacrificing myself and my authentic self to do that. Um, so five years ago, I ended up, uh, divorcing my high school sweetheart, um, and was on this huge path and journey to really figure out who I am and what I want and what life looks like as adult Libby versus, you know, teenage young adult Libby. Um, so that was a big transformation for me. Um, and I use that life experience and then my professional experience and now have a coaching program for people pleasers to end that behaviors in their relationship. So it's kind of my story, really like the gist, the gist of the story, I guess you could say, but I love that. Um, 
I mean, the next thing I always like to ask is like, what are you passionate about? But clearly it is to help help people with people pleasing. Can you give me um, a little bit more information, like how that, how you do that? Sure. Um, maybe some, maybe some tips or something maybe for our listeners that they can take away with them today and just oh, how, yeah. how that goes. Yeah. yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me, which was really transformative on my own journey is understanding the depth and the breadth of my people pleasing. It was so much more f- far reaching than I even imagined. Right. Um, so I think a big part is really to end this. And this is a big foundation of my coaching program is self-reflection and self-validation because why we get stuck in people pleasing is because we are so used to, and we need, we thrive off of the validation of other people right? So I need other people to confirm that I'm making the right choices, that I'm doing the right things, that I'm, um, my personality traits are desirable for other people. And I think in that process, we lose so much sight of truly what you want and who you are, because you're, vi- you're busy putting on all these masks for other people. Um, and I think that that was, that's a big part, I think, of my approach is to really get people back to this place of like reconnecting to themselves. You know, I know so many women who have gone through relationships and they're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know who I am outside of this relationship or women who are mothers that it's like, we lose ourselves kind of in, in the trenches of motherhood, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's so many balls in the air. And I think that is, that's gotta be at the forefront, if you want to end these people pleasing behaviors is really understanding that you have to do the work internally for, to see the results externally. Um, so I, I, you know, one of my, the biggest things that I always tell people pleasers when they're starting this out is, um, you have to understand the problem before you can do anything about the problem. So the foundations of my program are, let's figure out like what hurts, right? Where, where in your life does this cause you pain? Um, what relationships, what roles you play, what, where are those pain points? Cause oftentimes where it hurts is where we have to go. And most of the time people don't go there because it hurts. So we have to, you, you know, if you want to end this, you have to be willing to, to put in that work and to really take a good long look in the mirror and figure out how am I contributing to this identity? Um, because it didn't come from you. It came from childhood. It came from reinforcements in relationships. It came from, you know, well-meaning parents who tell you, oh, you're such a good, kind girl. Thank you for, you know, being so flexible. Thanks for getting along, right? Like, oh, it's so nice of you for you to do all these things for other people, right? Our parents complimented us as kids. And a a lot of us, frankly, internalize that is that's how people need to perceive me to like me. They have to see me as someone who is kind and gets along and doesn't make waves. And that gets reinforced through our lives. And so we have to understand that those experiences have shaped us into people pleasers, but we've, we've also done things and have habits that keep us stuck there. Yeah, so it's really a mindset shift. 
that has to happen. Yeah, for sure. I like that you said, um, you know, external validation, because that is like, that is a real habit of, like you said, mind, mindset shift and breaking because it, it, there's, there's so much power in turning it internal to yourself and trusting yourself and like getting to the bottom of, of that and being okay with, you know, what you do versus someone else. And, and it's kind of like a tugging, if you will, it's like a tug of war because you're, you're constantly like you, you can find yourself doing the people pleasing thing. And unless you're fully like aware of what that is, then you're mm-hmm. like, Oh wait, this is when I'm supposed to stop and, and trust myself. And that's a big, that's a big shift, but it's so powerful when you actually do the work and change that and shift that around. Yeah. Like so many of my clients just, they associate people pleasing with being kind, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm kind, then that's okay. Right. And my people pleasing is kind. So it's okay that I continue to do it. You can be kind, but you can also be authentic and stick up for yourself too. Right. Like you can be kind and you can have boundaries. You can be kind and express an opinion. Right. And so so many times people pleasers get so stuck is because they, they get to this point where they've had it right. So sick of feeling the resentment. I'm so sick of feeling like a doormat. I'm so sick of having no time for myself over committing all of these things, right. They get to this point, they bubble over and then it kind of explodes out of them. And then the people around them are like, Whoa, you're so sensitive. Whoa, where's this coming from? Right. And so we, that explode. And then that just reinforces the cycle of keep that to yourself. Just go along to get along, right? Don't Mm -hmm. don't say those things. Um, The reality is, is you can do this. if If you say yes to something and you want to do it, then do that, right? That's not people pleasing. That's an alignment. But the problem is, is when you say yes to something or you don't keep your mouth or you keep your opinion to yourself and inside you get that yucky feeling of like, this doesn't jive with me, but I'm just gonna do it anyway because that's what people expect. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Those are the moments. And most of my people pleasers know that feeling and they experience it pretty often. That it's pretty icky. clear. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty clear. Like when you said icky, I'm like, oh, yep. I know that. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so funny. I love that you described <laughs> it like that icky because that's like the it perfect. Does. It feels icky. It. it is. It's the perfect way to describe it. I love that. You're just like, oh, it's like, oh. I didn't like that, but I don't know how to not do that. So I'm just going to push those icky feelings down and pretend it's okay. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to judge myself for having that icky, icky feeling. I don't want to do this thing. I feel icky about it, or it's not in line with my values, or it's not in line with my allocation of energy or whatever it might be. And then I have that icky feeling. And then I scold myself for the icky feeling. Like, you can't do that, you know? People are counting on you to be, to show up for them. People are counting on you to be nice. People are counting on you to do these things. And then that judgment and that shame and that guilt piles on top. And it's hard to dig out mm-hmm. from underneath. Yeah, And that's what keeps you stuck. It's all of these little cycles that continue to happen within people pleasing that people just don't even like they've experienced it for so long that that feels normal mm-hmm. to them. And even though it feels icky, it feels safe because that's what I know. That's what I experienced. Right. Breaking out of that is scary. 
breaking out of that takes intention. Breaking out of that takes, frankly, the idea that you might lose people along the way. Mm-hmm. And those people really aren't meant for you then. And that's scary for a people pleaser because fear of abandonment and fear of rejection, it's like a knife to the heart. <laughs> like we're like, no, don't leave us. Yeah. Don't leave us. Don't be mad at me. Yeah. Sometimes people are going to be mad at you and that's okay. Yeah. Being okay with sitting in that also, right? Like being okay with being uncomfortable with that or being okay with, um, you know, like the person leaving and, and being more understanding, like that's also something that they have to accept and shift. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that I really liked what you said is being kind and having boundaries. I think that that's like a huge one. It's a huge one because yeah. it's, it's very funny how, especially with people pleasing, right. Is like, they can take it as you're not being kind because you have a boundary. It's so crazy. How it, selfish of you to prioritize yeah. your time and your resources. What? Yes. Even though everybody else in our life is doing that, yes. right. They're doing that. They're setting boundaries, right? Or they're asking more than than we can actually give, but we can continue to give because we don't want to be called selfish. That if that hurts a people mm-hmm. pleaser to be mm-hmm. called selfish. Yeah. Or to say like, oh, you don't have your priorities straight. If you like say no to something and you're like, what? What? Oh my God. Yo, I do, I do, I do. And that's why people pleasers end up in these relationships where the person they're with is so not trying to be malicious, right? We've got narcissists and we've got people like that like to gaslight people. We have all these things. That's not what I'm talking about. Even the most well-meaning people, like my my ex-husband, well, well-meaning. I don't think he was maliciously trying to hurt me, but we got in this pattern of like, I would express a boundary and then he would kind of gaslight me about it because it was new and different, right? I was a people pleaser that now had a boundary. And then I somehow ended up apologizing <laughs> for said boundary. Yeah. And then I leave the conversation like, what just happened? <laughs> I don't even know, but apparently I was in the wrong. Yeah. And that sucks. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. And, Goes and back so to that icky feeling. Yeah, it just feels like crap. It's just gross. Yeah, and people, it's like, and people pleasers are just like, they get so caught in, especially in these roles that we play, right? Wives, mothers. There's a lot of expectations that people put on us, society, our partners, we put on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. In those roles. And it, doesn't help when we raise our hand. We're like, I don't, I don't have it right. I don't have it together. I need a break. I I have literally nothing left. I have no time. I have no energy. I have no money, (laughs) whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then people scold us for that or make us feel bad about it. And then it's like, well, I guess I'll just never say it again. I'll just keep pouring from this empty cup over and over and over. And my relationships I think on the surface, the people pleasing is helping my relationship, right? It's only hurting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough pill to swallow because we think we're, we think we're creating these relationships that are long lasting 
And what we are doing is we're devaluing and we're not being vulnerable and we're creating a perfect storm that can't, you can't maintain that for a lifetime. Right. And that's, that's hard and that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is, if somebody is, um, like a people pleaser and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is totally me. Mm -hmm. Like, what is one thing that you can give the listeners that can like help them like that they can actually implement like today, if they want to try to like start the process of like maybe shifting some things around. Sure. Yeah. Um, I have so many things. I just love all the the tips. And I'm like, let me think, let me sort through like a good one. That's going to give like kickstart this for you. I I think the biggest part has to be understanding what your boundaries are and understanding that your emotions are not good or bad. They're just information. So that icky feeling that comes up, right. I think we can all think back to a time where we said yes. And we're like, I really wanted to say no. Mm -hmm. or this person said something to me and I completely disagreed with it, but I didn't say anything, right? That still felt icky, but it kept the status quo. So I think for people pleasers, it's really sitting down, thinking of those times where you felt that icky feeling and thinking, okay, are there low level boundaries I can set, right? I'm not saying you go after your most difficult relationship that has no boundaries, right? I'm not saying you go after if it's your romantic relationship, a family relationship, a friend relationship, don't start there. That's, it's just going to set you up for failure, frankly, like let's go low level boundaries. So someone at work asks you to cover a shift, right? And you're, you're used to being like, oh, I can do it. Or they ask you to like, take on an extra responsibility. That's not yours. Um, Just saying no and sitting with that. So you can say something like, I don't have, I'm sorry, I don't have the the bandwidth for that right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't even want you to say, I'm sorry, but like, that's really hard for people to pleasers to get out of their vocabulary. So like, let's start small. So start small. What are boundaries I can set where I can see the success and feel the reward of that with my time, with my energy, with my resources, whatever it is and build up towards bigger boundaries. And it being okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like saying no, and then, and it being okay and being like, oh, that's how it feels. Yeah. People pleasers, they say they work on it. I have so many clients that say the no and are literally having so much anxiety to just get to the point of saying the no. And then they send the text or they send the email or they say no, right? And then after they're like melting down, they're like, oh my God, they're going to be so mad at me. Oh my God, they're going to fight. You know, we go to these like worst case scenarios. And I think what you have to do is then when you feel that, do a brain dump, sit down, write down everything that's coming out of your mind, the thoughts, the fears, one that slows you down, right? You can't write as fast as you can think. If we get stuck in this shit tornado, Mm -hmm. I like to call it. Yeah. We go really far. We go from this thought to this, like, I'm a horrible person in an instant. Mm -hmm. If you sit down and you're feeling those things, just write them down. There's power in seeing it on the paper, right? There's power in slowing down. And then you can start to pick apart those thoughts. So say you wrote down a thought like, 
they're going to hate me because I decline this invitation, right? Or you go to something like that, like they're going to be upset with me. Pick that apart. This is my best friend. Really? Are they going to hate me because I can't go to, you know, this dinner on Friday? Really? Like start to examine it a little. I have a pen. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I picked up a pen. I don't know. It felt, felt right. Um, but just start to put them on paper. And then once you see it, you can start to pick it apart and see where the faulty logic is coming from. But if you stay too much up here and you let this run wild, mm-hmm. that's where people get stuck in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for those. Those are really good. I like yeah. the brain dumping too. And I like that oh, you said it. tornado because I also say tornado. So that was really cool that you said that too. I love that. Yeah, it's like so it's, thing. It it's so swirls thing. around in here. Yeah. Upheaving all the things, mixing it up and making it messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank all you. All because you declined an invitation to I go know. to whatever. I know. It's favor. It's Somebody it's asked so you a favor hard. and you said no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I know. It can feel really hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm also, I'm, I'm just telling the listeners that if any of this is speaking to you, that Libby is saying she is going to have all of her information in the show notes. If you want to reach out to her, share your story, give her a takeaway, um, you know, just a reach out to her for help. Any of those things, all of her yes. information will be in the show notes. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you, you said your, your little guy is 18 months old. Can you give me, can you talk about your momhood and what your, your momhood looks like? Yes. I love being a mom. It's the best thing ever. Honestly, it's my favorite thing. Even on the, I haven't slept through the night in almost two years. So, but I I still love it. It's fine. Um, I think what I love about being a mom is just like this. I have like a little best friend and he just like comes everywhere with me and we do things together. And, and I'm going to tell you what, as a people pleaser, I love somebody who like is all about me. Let's just be real. Right. Like it soothes my little heart that he just like loves me so much. Um, because to be honest, I'd like kick this people pleasing habit and then you become mom and there's, everybody who has an opinion, everyone. Uh And that's really that I felt this like resurgence of anxiety and people pleasing to like, feel like I had to justify my choices for my kid to these other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that I think was something to me of like, oh yeah, this is lifelong work we're doing here. Right. Like there's going to be times where this comes back up. And I think really what I've learned in the past 18 months is never judge a mom. Let's be real. We all have different kids. We have different ways of doing things. We have different lifestyles, right? Like what works for me maybe doesn't work for you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other thing is like your mom instincts, your mom gut is like usually so spot on. Like, you know, your kid, and trust that like yeah. you can get all these voices in your head. Oh, you know, you got to be doing this and sleep training and don't sleep train. And while, you know, formula and breast, what, what feels good for your family, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is, what is the right thing for you and your family? 
could look completely different. My sister raises her kids differently than I raise mine, right? And we grew up in the same household. So somebody who doesn't even know me having an opinion on how I do things, like I could care less. You can yeah. think whatever you want. Yeah. 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 They're not in your shoes. They don't know. They yeah. have their stuff. They have their stuff. You have your stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so I just see it. I'm like, that's working for you as a mom. You do you. Like, yeah. 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 Motherhood's awesome. It's great. It's really freaking hard, though. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely, I feel like there's stages where it's a test. Like it's their job to test you. Right. As like kiddos, like that's their job. And I also feel like it's their job to mirror things that we have to work on, which is super fun. Not fun. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I feel like it starts with toddler years and it's just like, it's like a whole trench of you growing as a mom, as well as like how you're going to guide and teach this little human, like how yeah. to respond. And then you're like, sometimes I'll do stuff and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. That's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or the the worst part is you're like, oh, that's my husband. Oh, oh, and that drives me nuts. How do I make my toddler not do that thing? That is their father. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are definitely teachers at the same time. Oh. Yeah. They just have less of the of the voice, you know. We get we get all the voice of the things we're supposed to do and all the things they mm-hmm. just do. They, they just, just do. do and go and then you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh." Mhm. Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, let's spread all of that stuff all over the floor." Mm-hmm. That seems great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. like, well, you got to let go of a lot of things as a mom too. Yes. Like there are things that just don't matter mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. It's more like, well, that's happening. Yeah. We'll figure the rest out later. <laughs> yeah. My kid started doing this thing where he likes to pick stuff off the floor with his mouth. Like he'll drop his pacifier and he'll bend down and pick it up with his mouth. I don't know, like balls. Sometimes you'll drop snacks off. I'm like, no. But, well, I don't know. Where You're like, it's probably doing. a short time for a little bit. He's not going to be doing that at, you know, 16 years old. So whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Fine motor skills, maybe. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah. So I like to ask all of my mamas that are on, um, what their superpower is. I believe that as moms and women, we, you know, have many superpowers and each of us are, are are unique in our own way. And so I always like to see what light shines brighter in each person. And so I would love for you to share what your superpower is. I was thinking about this. You sent me this, like the questions. And I was like, what is my superpower? I honestly think that my biggest strength is that I'm super flexible and I'm an eternal optimist. Like, I just think shit's going to work out. It just is like, I just, it might be hard, right? The way the path through it might be difficult, but like, it's just, it's going to be okay. Right. And everybody's path looks different. I think that that serves me as a mom because kids are so unpredictable Mm -hmm. and you could have one that's one way. And then 
have another that's completely different and there's no blueprint and there's no manual. Um, and I, on, if I'm being super honest, I think that flexibility and that internal optimism came from this place of being a people pleaser. Like, I think that's one of the, the strengths is that you can be super flexible. You have been flexible in the past, right? We just have to watch like any, any character trait, right? There's, there can be a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Flexibility works up to a certain point until it's damaging or mm-hmm. destructive towards you, right? Um, so I think those are my biggest superpowers, but they also can be my kryptonite at times too. Right, right. Yeah. I do I do love that one. That one is great. And I like how you said that they can be your kryptonite, right? You have to know how much, how Boundaries. much, yeah, that B word. <laughs> You have to know how much to do and then when to pull back. But when you were just saying your superpower, like I got chills because of the way that you said it and how the path, you know, could be hard and you don't know how, but you just have like a strong belief that it's going to be okay. And I think that is so freaking awesome. That's great. That's a great one. Yeah. I, I think that if having that just, I don't know you got to live in reality too. I get that part. Right. Like, but you know, you're living in this place of preparing for the worst maybe, but hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's really at the end of the day, that's all you can do. You don't have control over so much in life, right? Like there's really very little control you have. Yeah. You can't control most of the things that go on around you. The only thing you can control is your mindset and your attitude about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think releasing that control because people pleasers can often be perfectionists or control freaks too, because there is always so much going on and, you know, controlling the narrative of how we're perceived and all of those things. Um, I think, yeah, once you release that and just realize that like the relationships that are meant for you will be for you, the path that you're going to walk is, you know, you can only deal with things as they arise right. sometimes. Right. Plans go astray quite often yeah. <laughs> in life. So, yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your juicy tidbits today. And thank you for thank being you. here. Yes. I loved yeah. it. I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learned something new, or got a juicy takeaway that will bring in that heck yeah back into your life. I release a new episode each week, so make sure to subscribe. If you love the show, want to share a story, comment below. If you know someone that would love or need this episode, be sure to share it with them. I'm sure they would love you for it. Tag me and find me on social media at Ignited Decisions on Instagram and Shauna with Ignited Decisions on Facebook. I would love to know what episode you listened to and how it helped you as well as connect on social. Okay, mamas, claim your time and release your inner power.